Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again, welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, coach, mentor, tormentor, and all-around good guy, John Opaluski. How are you today, John? Jim, I'm good. Uh, can you believe we're on episode 74 already? No. No. You know, it's funny. I can't. It's weird. There are people that show up to my church that, and they're there for a couple of years, but I can't remember what the church was like before them because they just interwove into the fabric, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this is one of those things where I can't remember a time. If you just said, when did we start this? I'm like, I think John and I have always done this since we were kids. But at the same time, it seems like we just got started yesterday. So. Yeah. Good to be back again. I know we're dedicating this month to really helping people through what what in the Midwest, at least, is a, can be a difficult month, compounding right. that, you know, the crises that, that we seem to have um, become addicted to as a nation and, and our desire to get deeper and deeper. I never drove past a landfill and jumped the fence and wanted to see where that smell was coming from. <laughs> I, I usually roll up the windows and speed past it. But as a culture, we seem to be jumping the fence and digging to find the dirty diapers in the room that are on the hill. <laughs> So uh, I, I really think this is timely, John, and thank you for, for sharing with us um, today. So take it away. Sure. So uh, we started uh, this, this discussion uh, last week, Jim, in pod 73 by unpacking this idea of becoming your own best friend right. uh, as, a, as a foundational uh, pillar to mental and emotional well-being. And, and I think some of us struggle with being our own best friend. We, we're a lot better at being our own worst critic. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so we talked about that last week. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to uh, pod 73, make, make sure you go back and listen yeah. to that. Uh, today, uh, I, I'd like us to talk through and unpack this, the positive impact that assertiveness yeah. has on our health. Um, you know, one thing that many leaders, and, and especially Jim, Christian leaders don't know about anger Right. is they have permission to express it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, in the proper way, but yes, right. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Jesus expressed anger. He he turned over tables. He you know, he had a, a whip and he he drove people out. Uh I've been to and, that church business meeting many times. I know the one you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh boy. Um <laughs> another episode altogether. <laughs> But if Jesus got angry and he did so, and and he never sinned, right? So Mm -hmm. anger isn't sin. It's just, it's easier to sin when I'm angry. Um, uh, But there are moments, especially as leaders, where anger properly expressed is right and appropriate. And so I'd like, I'd like us to talk about that today and give, I want, I want people who are listening today to feel permission to feel that emotion and be able to articulate it in a way that is healthy for all parties. Um, well, I, I know I'm speaking for everybody when I say I'm all ears because awesome. I, I agree. If you deal with angry people that are good at it, at, at being angry, and you don't know what to do with the emotions, uh, you're, right. you're devil bait. Your days are numbered. That's so right. Take it away. What, do you, what, do you, what are your thoughts? So, Jim, I, th- I think there's essentially three ways. There might be more, but I mean, the way my brain works, uh, I can compartmentalize the way to express anger in three different uh, methods. One is aggression. Uh, two is uh, passivity. Mm-hmm. And three is assertiveness. Um, and, and before we tackle those 
three avenues, I think it's important to understand a couple of basics about, about anger okay. um, that will, I think will help us. First, anger is a secondary emotion. Right. Um, it's usually rooted in fear. So I, I can identify that now, Jim, like when, when I respond to something um, and it's a hundred dollar response to a $5 issue, yeah. normally if I dig into what am I afraid of, that helps me understand what's fueling uh, the anger. Uh, you know, so sometimes it's a fear of loss or a fear that someone has control over me. Yeah. And I don't like that. And, and especially if it's somebody who doesn't have my best interest in mind. Right. Oh, yeah. um, so I think anger is a secondary emotion. Um, yeah. And then here's one other thing before we jump into the three ways to express it is that it can be a devastating emotion. Um, mm-hmm you know, if we don't figure out how to express it properly in a God honoring way, in a healthy way, um, anxiety and depression lurk. Yeah. They follow. And so I, I wanted to make sure we understood those two pieces before we jump into sure. looking at aggression, passivity, and spending most of our time today talking about assertiveness. Right on. Yeah. I, did you see the video probably six months ago, we were all cooped up and there was a guy that was walking somewhere in the mountains and a mountain lion came down and he was, he was backing up and the mountain lion was coming at him. And it's funny, exactly what you described, I thought of, because he starts with, he's got his phone out. He's videotaping this mountain lion who's just, and he's in the mountain lion's coming at him and the guy, but it started with nice kitty. I, I'm not going to bother your babies. Go away, go away. You can tell he's frightened as anybody would be. And he's backing, backing, backing. It gets more aggressive. And finally he starts screaming, get away from me. Get he starts, he gets all aggressive. I think it's such a natural response that if I feel I'm being victimized, how do I become more powerful than what's scaring me? Yeah. How do I become more powerful? We see it in nature, the peacock's feathers, the hair on the back of a dog's neck. It, mm-hmm. when, when I am backed into a corner, I become aggressive because I, that's, that's my last stand. And mm-hmm. I, I think a dog biting a peacock fluffing up or a guy yelling at a mountain lion is one thing, but we're pastors. Right. And being irritated or being challenged or being undermined is going to invoke anger. So, so yeah. give us, you talk about the three things, give us some, some, some work on those, would you? So aggression, that'll be the first way, uh, first thing we'll look at. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and I think we're all aware of that one, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's this. Comes pretty naturally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I, I have uh, three granddaughters and they're wonderful. They're perfect, actually. Um, <laughs> they're but, perfect. But no one had to teach those, those three babies how to be angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is yeah. quite natural. You're right. And, and there's, uh, so aggression is this kind of like this volcanic outward response to yeah. anger. And it, and it can include things like inappropriate language or a demeaning tone. Yeah. Uh, sarcasm can be that uh, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yelling, screaming, and even, and even Jim uh, getting physical yeah, sure. with people. And aggression... A, an aggressive response to anger hurts others. Yeah. It hurts people. Yeah. Well, and it hurts the aggressive one, especially it, in our position. Yeah, it yeah. really does. You know, and, you're, that's and, right, Jim. To talk, yeah. talk about that a little bit. because I, I think an angry father, if you will, doesn't just hurt his son. He hurts the relationship long-term. Mm-hmm. And, and, and also hurts his son when his son becomes a father and hurting his grandchildren. Yes. Uh, an angry pastor. And, and, you know, I would say name some, but I think we all can at one point or another name somebody that used the pulpit and anger simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, it, it's, 
it's terrifying to be, it, you really end up with people that either say yes to everything he says and, and others who have an opinion leave or, you know, verbal abuse is just normal around here. Like those are so, so unhealthy. It's incredibly right. demeaning to the gospel as well. Imagine bringing an unsafe person into that environment and claiming this is what heaven looks like. It's, it's just wrong. And that's such a good point. You know, I, I appreciate you pushing up on that because that really that it does injure the, the aggressor. Uh, yeah, and uh, so that's important to understand. The, the second uh, way uh, to express anger is to not express it at all. Mm -hmm. um, and that is, is, is to, that's passivity. And that's shoving our anger underground. Right. And here's what I've understood from personal experience and from study and listening to some really brilliant people that submerged anger leads to bitterness, the nursing of grudges, a difficulty granting forgiveness, and, and, and eventually struggles with anxiety and or depression. And I've learned this recently that grudge holding can even contribute toward dementia. Oh boy, no kidding. I mean, it is, it is devastating to our, the function of our brain mm. Right. And the neurotransmitters in our brain that regulate mood get depleted when we go inward, when we turn inward with our anger. I, I think Paul Meyer, uh, who is one of the you know, most respected voices on the subject of anxiety and depression, one time I, I read a little snippet from him that said, and he was oversimplifying, but it was interesting to me. He said, depression is anger turned inward. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty that powerful. What are your thoughts on that, that one, Jim? Well, it's interesting because it, you, you think about, you know, too many calories makes you obese. You know, too mm. much activity makes you physically exhausted. Too much anger. There's a consequence for excess, right? Mm -hmm. So you say, well, angry, I, I think it's one of the things we reach for to be more and more powerful in the midst of, you know, our, our world. But in, in, interesting that in the end, if we don't trust the Lord, and really what we're doing is when I'm, when I'm angry and I'm, I'm very angry, I'm not letting God be God. I'm stepping into his shoes. And there's a consequence for, for my justice in the lives of those that I serve and in my own life now, physically, as you're describing. Man, that's, right. But I see it. When you said that, I thought, let me just take a quick survey. Who are the people I know that suffered from dementia? And one of the things, I'm not saying if you have dementia, it's because you're an angry person. Right. But I am saying this, that one of the things in my own life, as I'm kind of taking you know, a survey here, it, it is true. They were, they were inwardly critical, uh, angry, uh, hurt people. Yeah. And I, one of the things that go along with that could be some of the autoimmune type issues as well. You know, um, well, as the Salmon talks about the unresolved anger is over the right your bones, you know, mm -hmm. which could be a, an old Testament way of describing, you know, just everything hurts, everything's stiff, everything's, you know, so I, right. and the people that I know that have lived a long time, hundred years and, and are really sharp minded the whole time. The one thing they have in common is you, you could punch them in the face and they'd say what a lovely manicure you have. Like they just, they're, they are just unoffendable. They're the happiest people I know. And that's that just, a, a, I'm just blown away by that observation. I'm, I just got it. We didn't talk about this before this. So right. I'm, I'm kind of one of your listeners right now going, yeah, I think that's absolutely true. It's interesting. So, so passivity isn't the answer. <clears throat> Aggression's not the answer. Passivity is not the answer. Um, assertiveness, I think, is the way to um, handle, manage, process our anger in a way yeah. that is healthy and benefits 
in the long run, everybody. Yeah. Um, it's a very simple concept to understand, Jim, assertiveness. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit harder to, to do. Right. Uh, essentially, the assertiveness is this. It's telling a person who's hurt you, who's taken something from you, how their behavior negatively impacted you. Okay. Um, let me give you an example. So, well, let me say this before I give you the example. Assertiveness has two pieces to it. Truth and grace. Okay. Truth and love. Right. Paul says, speaking the truth in love, this is in, in Ephesians right. chapter four, we will in all things grow up. I find that fascinating that he, hmm. he ties the concept of speaking the truth in love with growing up. Right. With maturity. With maturity. You, you, you yeah. got it. And so uh, I had a, I had a, give you an example story from the corporate world. I was uh, in technology for almost 20 years and yeah. uh, the last few years of my career in technology, I, um, I was a, a, a sales con pre a technical pre-sales consultant. So I would go on meetings with uh, clients uh, our, our uh, meetings with our account executives to clients. And um, I was there to whiteboard and talk about the technology. Yeah. And uh, so I was on my way through Metro Detroit traffic one morning, one hour to the meet at a bank. And uh, the account executive was driving separately and uh, got there, sat in the office or in the room, conference room with the client and uh, the account manager uh, started talking. And this guy was on a roll, man. He was talking like 15 minutes, not really good selling, by the way. But um, <laughs> I mean, he talked for 15 minutes straight. And then I wanted to interject something that I thought would be helpful. And he talked over me. And is in his own way saying, shut up, you know, and right. so I, I thought, well, yeah. a little irritated by that. <laughs> and then he went out for probably another 10 or 15 minutes, Jim. And I tried again to insert something that I thought would be useful for the client to hear. And he did the exact same thing. Well, now, you know, <laughs> I'm hot. Yeah. yeah. I just drove an hour to this meeting and I've been in the meeting now for almost an hour and haven't been able to say a word. I've been shushed. By somebody. Yeah. And so uh, we got to the end of that meeting and uh, we got in our cars and I had his cell phone number. I called him and I said, hey, and I won't give you his name, but uh, I wanted to talk to you about what happened in the meeting today. And I said two times I was trying to uh, interject something that I thought was really important. And you basically told me to shut up. Yeah. And when you did that, I got really angry. It, it, it upset me for a lot of reasons, but primarily it upset me because I felt like you didn't trust me enough to say something valuable right. in that meeting. And that really bothered me. Right. And, you know, if we're going to work well together, that's got to stop. You've got to let me talk in these meetings. Right. And his response? his response was, oh, okay. <laughs> can, can you believe that? No, not every time when you're assertive, is that right. going to be turn out that good? Yeah. But he didn't understand. And so I, I was calm. I spoke the truth in love. Right. He responded well to that. And yeah. we went on, on dozens of meetings, Jim, after that, without that issue ever surfacing yeah. again. Right. So that's an example, a real life example right. of assertiveness. Now, John, here, here's what I think everybody's, because I actually have this situation that I have to deal with this week. 
I, I have to, I, and, and this is helping me. So here's the question I come back. What if, what if they're not like that sales guy? Mm. What if, what if it's a bully? What if it's that strong person? I, just the way I am. No one's ever been able to chip the parts that don't look like Jesus off of this guy. Yeah. And you realize you're a hammer on a rock and, you know, somebody's going to lose this argument. It, it feels like, so, you know, th then there's that temptation to become more powerful, which yeah. is that more anger, or I'll just blow it off to, you know, another time that never arrives. So, yeah. so what do you, what do you say to the person that goes, I, I would, but I just don't think they're going to respond well to it. And what if they don't, what if they, what if they turn it back on me or what if they go yeah. back and talk to their little subcommittee that they formed and have meetings outside the meetings and it gets worse. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? And all of that may happen. Yeah. All of those well, things. Thanks, you thanks for joining us today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but yeah, that all yeah. I think, I think, I think the question, Jim, that you and me and other leaders who face that scenario, and that's a real scenario, is that we need to ask ourselves is what's my responsibility here? Right. right. That's great. Yeah. And I think, I think I said that you say if it's in grace, in love, and it's true, and in essence, we've brought a gun to a knife fight. If what's left is an argument that isn't true, a personality that's used to getting away with being strong, but love is going to be stronger than that personality especially in the pastoral role or in the CEO role yeah. in the end, we're, we're accountable to the people we're serving to make sure that our leadership and those who serve among us are known. And, you know, it's, if I'm neglecting that and, and it is known um, that I know this and I'm not dealing with it, it hurts my go. leadership. Well, there's that part of it. And that's a whole nother subject, right? Like yeah. if I don't deal with a bad actor not a bad actor, that's the wrong thing to say. Yeah. Someone that's who's using anger inappropriately to get their right. way. Yeah. So they're behaving badly. If I don't deal with that, people watch. Yeah. They are watching to see. And if I deal with it, silently, they're cheering. If I don't deal with it, silently, they're confused. And yeah. they're wondering, you know, is Jim strong enough to lead this thing? Yeah. Um, the other piece of that responsibility is this. I, my responsibility, Jim, in a scenario, your responsibility is to speak the truth in love to the best of our ability. Right how somebody responds to that is totally up to them. Yes. I have, I have, if I've done the assertive thing, right. Yeah. I have zero control over whether they respond poorly or not. I have right. no control over that. All I have control over is how I address the situation. Now, mm -hmm. if they don't respond well, well, then we got to think about what the next level of that is. Maybe we should do a whole pot on that, Jim, where, what do I do with somebody who, uh, with repeated attempts to uh, help them grow and develop in this area, yeah. and they're not growing and developing? What do I do about that? Yeah. Um, and but the bottom line is this: is that their response is their response. That they own that. Yeah. If they respond poorly, then I think anybody who's listening has to think about: okay, what's next steps here? Yeah. Um, I am not of the opinion that I should tolerate that kind of behavior for very long. Right. Right. And, and can I say too, that I think that creates an environment, not, not a fear and not a bullying, just respect. I, exactly. the people that, that turned us into men or the people that turned the ladies in our audience into leaders, you're listening yes. to this because you're a leader. They didn't always tell you what you wanted to hear. That's right. And, and you learn to trust both their, their praise and their discipline because you saw the fairness, you, they, you knew they cared about there you. You, go. you weren't an embarrassment to them. The person that spanks her child because they embarrass them, that's called bad parenting. 
the, yeah. the person that disciplines their child to, to modify the behaviors, so they become, you know, responsible adults. That's a good, that's a good parent. Right. And the same thing is true of any leadership position. If we just say, good job, good job, good job. And, and things are happening that are out of control. I heard somebody say once that if, if there's a problem in my organization and people think I don't see it, it, it costs my leadership. If there's yeah. a problem in the organization and people think I do see it and I'm doing nothing about it, that costs my leadership. So I it. have to know what's going on and I have to deal with it. And you can say, well, I don't want to. Well, then don't be the leader. Be Well, there you go. Be the groundskeeper. Be you know, and there's there's a great honor in doing what God's called you to do. But if God's called you to lead, you will have to confront people. That will be one of the primary, right. of at least of primary importance in your role is to make sure everything stays aimed in the right direction. Right. And, and, and then if you and if you don't deal with these kinds of situations, what you're essentially allowing to happen is every time you see that person, there's a knot in your stomach. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you see that person, you're reminded yeah. of the unresolved anger that you feel yeah. toward them. What we're yeah. talking about today is expressing this emotion of anger in a way that honors God, uh, in a way that honors the person yeah. that you're angry with or the situation that you're angry with, and it keeps you healthy all at the same time. It's, you know, God is such a genius, right? I mean, he's so smart yeah. and, and, and he's given us this wonderful tool uh, in, in script. He's giving these wonderful scriptures to us. Be angry and don't sin, yeah. you know, in your anger, do not sin. Speak the truth in love. He's yeah. given us these wonderful tools to manage a human emotion that if we don't manage properly, it will end up running our life. Yes. Yeah. And ruining our life. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's why, that's why I think this is so important. You know, if you want to get healthy emotionally, stay healthy emotionally. Uh, and, and as a leader, you're at a higher risk than, than most for anxiety and depression. Yeah. Learning how to be assertive, Jim, I think is a huge part of getting and staying well. I agree. Deal with it or it piles up on top of what you haven't dealt with already. And, yep. and sooner or later, you'll be overwhelmed by your inactions. Uh, that's just the way it is. I, I almost feel like we need a Jeff Foxworthy list of you might be a redneck. You know, you might, you might have unresolved issues if, you know, you're you're writing a sermon and you think, well, I can't say that because that'll upset this person. <laughs> or you're going to write a board meeting and that knot comes in your stomach because those two guys that you know have been talking outside this meeting that you haven't confronted yet, you you might have an issue to resolve. And just a, a yeah. whole whole list of things I can think of in my own life that you know you're, you saw somebody at the local grocery store and you dove into the frozen food aisles to not have that face-to-face -face <laughs> conversation you might have an unresolved issue that needs yeah. to be, you know or, or if you feel the anger surging again yes yeah you know and that doesn't necessarily mean you haven't dealt with it but but what it does mean for sure is that you haven't dealt with it all the way right. that that there's more work to be done in in the That's area right. of expressing, forgiving, you, you know, you name it. You know, I know that you, you give a, a free 30 minute session to people, you know, mm -hmm. just tell them what Converge does and how we might be able to help. What do you think this would be one of those things that would be a good, a good investment? Uh, Absolutely. Is it, okay. So I, I think sometimes it's just the courage. I've got this one guy, I've got this one family, I've got this mm -hmm. one musician, whatever that, that issue is, it's driving me nuts. And sometimes I have that affirming second opinion. That's yeah. that's the 
thing to do is helpful. Well, our time has expired, John. I, I just looked at the clock and we're over. So I wanted to say the month of February, uh, we're helping people out by, by greatly discounting a fantastic resource for them. Tell us in just a few seconds here what, what that resource is and how they can get their hands on it. Jim, the book is Unshakable You, Five Choices of Emotionally Healthy People. Uh, wrote that book five years ago. I can't believe it. Wow. Uh, it's still our, our bestseller sure. by a mile. Yeah. Um, uh, I did a, a podcast with Chris Brooks. Actually, Chris Brooks, uh, we just did some podcasts with him, yeah. but I was on his radio show last year and he mentioned to me out of the blue, uh, that, uh, unshakable you is the number one requested book on his radio show. Yeah. It has a so, huge audience. It's not, it's not local public radio. It's no, yeah. this is like 170 stations across the <laughs> yeah, United States millions. and Canada. Yeah. Wow. And, and, that's and so. Yeah. And, and so the, the Lord has just, I think, put grace on that book yeah. uh, to really help. So we want to offer it in the month of February for a 40 percent discount to, to, right. to leaders and, and, and to people in your congregation, to anybody, because we want to get it in the hands of people, because we believe it will help them get and stay healthy. Right on. I, the insights of that book there. I, what I love about it is it's profound and it's simple. And it's simply profound and profoundly simple. There, mm -hmm. there's, you don't need to be a psychologist to understand what no. you're saying. It's very personal. We can all relate to it. And it, it just, I think you give language to things that we know, but we don't know how to express. And it's a, it's a great gift for somebody. It's a great thing to give to yourself. So God bless you. Our dear listeners, thank you so much for being a part of this today. We're praying for you in the month of February, especially. Mm -hmm. You can get through this. We're here for you if you need us. And uh, God bless you and as you continue to lead from a life.